welcome to the Divine Feminine Podcast, where I am your host, Priestess Hanira Abunu. Here I support women in learning and applying the Divine Feminine Principles into their lives. We talk about lifestyle, family, culture, and spirituality, all from a traditional African perspective. Welcome to the safe space. Divine Feminine Family, how are you? Welcome back. It's good to be in this space with you. Come on in. This is episode 38 of the Divine Feminine Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Priestess Hanera. Get your yoga mat and your bean bag and your hot lemongrass tea. Come on and spend some time with me. We have a a lot to talk about. We have some catching up to do. We have a series to complete today. Hopefully we can complete it today. Otherwise, I'll be going back to back and, and just recording two episodes at once. But I'm hoping we can get it finished in, in one episode. But let us see, let us see, right? So this is episode 38 and um, we are in the middle of the preparation for initiation series, right? Preparing you guys for initiation. And you know, there's many, you know, an, um, initiations into life. But me being a Voodoo priestess, I initiate people into Voodoo. I start people down the path of studying and um, being a an adept or devotee to the Voodoo spirituality or Voodoo culture. This particular episode I'll start to make more references that are specific to voodoo as opposed to the last couple episodes they've been kind of general um, to initiation kind of um, uh, something relatable you know things that you guys can relate to you know in your own lives get a little deep get a little nitty gritty get down to get down to the knitting nitty gritty i can't speak um yeah so we'll do a little bit of that and uh hopefully it won't be too much for you guys if it is and you don't understand what i'm saying or you need more context or you need me to um describe or unpack or tell more about a certain thing I'll give more context to a certain thing I'm gonna bring up today then you guys know what to do you comment you message me you drop it in the divine feminine whatsapp group you email me you DM me on IG Email Divine Feminine Podcast at gmail.com. You connect with me. I'm around. <laughs> There's been people 
IG that have reached out to me and it's a blessing and I appreciate the love from everyone. Uh, I think one of this this week's compliments that kind of put a smile on my face is uh, I had a gentleman reach out to me and it was the sweetest comment. He said, um, what did he say? Oh, he said, uh, you know, we need a male version of you for the for the men. And he had given me some of his history and different um, uh, ethnic groups and cultures uh, he had studied. And he said, we don't have anyone on the airways that is repping for the men. He was like, the way you rep for the ladies, the way you break it down for them, um, the men need that too. And I was just like, oh, he values um, the content, you know? And although the majority of my audience is women, uh, between 18 to 30, although the majority of my audience is women, I do have about 30% of my audience that's men. And, um, you know, I, it is the Divine Feminine Podcast, but I tend to talk about topics that are relatable to the human being, right? Just, just relatable to the human being, relatable to black folks, right? And, uh, it kind of crosses gender lines. You know, if you're an honest seeker looking for spirituality, then a lot of the things I say um, may touch you, may affect you, may you may find some wisdom and guidance in them. And so I don't exclusively uh, say this is women's only. However, you know, because I am a woman, um, I I don't want to say choose. It's almost chosen for me. I um, that's my demographic. Yeah, women. <laughs> but the men are welcome, and so that that comment from that um, uh, podcaster, that listener, just you know, touched me. So I appreciate him if he's out there listening. He told me he uh, did a binge on the Divine Feminine podcast, and it took him, a, I think, he hit me up when he first started the podcast and said, I'm on episode one. I just finished one. I'm going to two. It's great. And I said, well, along your journey, if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm here. And... I want to say two weeks, maybe two weeks later, that's when he made the comment I just told you guys about. And so he's like, I'm all caught up. When's the next one coming out? And I'm like, no pressure, priestess, get on your job. <laughs> Do another podcast. So um, here I am giving you guys another podcast. So um, shout out to him. And shout out to all of you, you know, faithful listeners. Um, this month, 
May we, I had two women in the Divine Feminine group that uh, highlighted their businesses. And I said, okay, we'll do one woman in May, one woman in June. And the women in the group, they wanted both women. And so I said, okay, we'll do both women in May and both women in June. So this month we have, we're highlighting two women and we'll highlight them for May and for June. And uh, we have, uh, I'm gonna mess this up, I know. I'll get it at the end. Uh, we're doing a healing oils and healing jewels. And so I'll drop the name of the vendors in the podcast uh, description. You can follow them on Instagram, inbox them, reach out um, to both of the ladies. One is uh, Healing THC Oils, the cannabis oils. She is a can of chef. Am I saying that right? And she heals through her food. She does holistic, or not holistic. I know she does alkaline. She does vegan uh, uh, private chef dinners. And more recently, she started infusing her uh, cannabis oils into her dinners. And now uh, what's taken off for her during this time is her oils. And so this is Chef Goldie out of uh, San Diego, California. She does truffle oil, vegan butter, uh, olive oil, and maybe one other oil. And they, the oils have um, a concentrate of THC in them. And so you just need a little bit um, to, uh, soothe your ails, you know, anxiety, um, uh, sleep deprivation. I'm not sure all what, um, uh, the cannabis oils helps to heal, but she does. And so you can reach out to her and, um, gotten good reviews on her, service on our product so far and um, she's one of our um, uh, black womenpreneurs this month our other one is our healing jewelry and I actually have um, two beads that she made for me um, and I've had them for about years and so this is I don't want to mess up her jewelry line name but I know her as Jody um but her jewelry line is under a different name so I will drop that in the descriptions forgive me Jody if you're listening I know you're listening for not having your name but if I go to my phone right now it's gonna make a huge noise and I'm having a hard enough time trying to isolate my noise factor for you guys right now so I'm just not gonna do it but I will put 
uh, Jody's information in the description. And for the next episode, I'll have her information. And um, she has this tire, tiger's eye necklace that is just amazing. And uh, when you look at her Instagram, um, you can see the intention, the thought that goes into it, into every piece that she has. She has um, different types of material that she uses, you know, depending on your budget. Very, very thoughtful, intuitive woman. And uh, I've been working with her uh, for a while and uh, stand behind her products so definitely when you guys are listening to the podcast go to the link check her instagram out and shop with her uh patronize her support her i can't talk so those are (laughs) so those are the two women for this month the two black women-owned businesses that we're supporting um because that's part of our divine energy, right? We we manifest. Small business is um, governed by feminine energy. And so we need to support that. And I support that, right? In the being a uh, priestess and um, what do I say? arm bearer for the divine feminine energy i'm initiated into the divine mother's temple and i've submitted my life to helping women all of her children so uh, every aspect of that whether it's child rearing family relationships business, marriage, I support it. So there we go. (laughs) Business it is. Um, And we're doing that every month for 2021. We started at our one year anniversary in April. We last month with Kamisha Ra sensations and this month may is our second month and we'll continue on through the rest of the year for those of you who are asking about the divine feminine retreat submit to me Uh, it's not too late however the group is forming and um, the energies have been moving the divinities have been giving um, directives and changed the whole program as they normally do which is fine it's their program Um, and so it's not too late however I would caution you that you will have to um, be approved by them so that's what's going on with the retreat. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, people have been asking about me. How are, how am I doing? How how are the kids doing? We have been. Let's see. It's May, so we've 
been in Africa since August, so August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So it's been 10 months. <laughs> sorry, I did that countdown live on the air. I know, I'm sorry. Okay, so it's been 10 months that we've been in Africa. And, uh, you know, I've been highs and lows, you know, just to be honest with you guys, highs and lows. I appreciate being here. I have a really big house, uh, bigger than what I could afford in California. <laughs> My California, New York people who struggle with real estate issues. You know what I mean? How high the rent is, how high the mortgage, how high the property cost and all that is. Um, so I appreciate that. You know, we live comfortable here. The crime is pretty much obsolete. Um, there is crime, but nowhere near what I'm used to in the metropolitan cities in America. So I feel comfortable letting my kids go outside. I'm happy with the indoctrination that is going on with my boys in the private schools here. And I say indoctrination you know, when I use that in America, it has a negative connotation because of the way they're being indoctrinated, <laughs> right? Um, they're not being taught to be African in America. They're taught to have a European consciousness. They're taught to be destroyers. They're, they're taught to um, be against nature, right? And... Uh, I'm not, I'm not for that. And so to bring them to Africa and to teach, to have the schools teach them to be African and not American, it goes deep. Um, my gratitude goes deep. My admiration for the human beings my, my sons are becoming, it goes deep. And um, they've grown a lot, you know, as far as what they've learned this year. They're on par as far as their report cards and things. But it's more about the psychology and their minds and their mental. And more about the undoing and the transformation um, of their psyche that I'm most, most, most proud of. Um, training both of my boys to be Africans, truly Africans. You know, as many of you have done, I also have done my um, uh, blood test. And uh, or not blood test, but what is it? The the DNA test, right? And saw where my family is from, and we're from Nigeria. You know, we're from Nigeria, Benin, Ghana. Those are the places where my my family is from. And I talk about it on earlier podcasts. And um, 
to have my son learning to be Nigerian, go to a Nigerian school and learn the culture, his culture, our culture. That's something I could never give him because I didn't have it. Um, but as a mom, I knew how to give him what he needed. So now I have him saying things like, I want to find out what ethnic group we are. Are, are we Yoruba? Are we Igbo? Um, are we tree? Who, who are we? Where, where? What language? I want to know where in Nigeria we're from. You know, I, I want to start learning uh, Yoruba. You know, um, that is, that's what I did it for. <laughs> that right there, you know, I have them on track um, to change the trajectory of the generations to come, you know. And I'm on track to have grandchildren that speak traditional African languages that are restored to their African mind. My grandchildren, that's not too far off. Y yeah, for me, it, it might be far off. Like, right, I'm, I'm in my 40s. It might be kind of far off for me to uh, become fluent in, in Yoruba or Fungbi or Tree or any of the traditional African languages I could learn. But I'm, I'm struggling, you know, as is. <laughs> but I, I definitely can learn. But to have these young men, um, they're speaking French fluently, which I'm not raving about that because that's just a, another colonized language. But they're fluent in French and can speak some uh, fun, uh, fungbi, and uh, understand a little bit of Yoruba. And we've only been here 10 months. My ancestors are happy. <laughs> And, and I'm, I'm happy, right? But I will say on, on the downside that I miss my children, my oldest two children that are in the States. I miss other family members. Um, I miss all of you, right? My community work. Uh, my networking groups, my organization, face-to-face uh, -face mentorships, you know, those are the things that I miss. Um, and I miss vegetables. <laughs> I miss vegetables, right? I, you know, and I, not to, you know, I don't want I don't want you guys to think that, oh my gosh, I come to Africa, I can't get any vegetables. <sighs> I'm spoiled, right? We, we coming from America, I'm realizing just how spoiled I am. You know, if I want a strawberry smoothie, strawberry anything, I can just go to the store and buy it January through December. And that's out of alignment with nature. So I have to check myself. All right, I shouldn't be able to get fruit 
any time of the year. Fruit is supposed to be seasonal. And I shouldn't be having it out of the freezer and getting my um, pre-cut fruits and veggies and frozen bag smoothies and you know all of those conveniences that we have right um i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing that but i think that's what i miss is just having an assortment of vegetables um yeah and so i want to go back to the states and just eat raw for the time that I'm there. Just have a strawberry smoothie and, you know, have some, a Beyond Burger. And I know Beyond Meat is not good. Any type of, um, uh, you know, plant-based soy is not good. But I will tell you this. I am getting to the point to where I need estrogen in my body and I it's okay for me to have soy because I need estrogen in my body because as a woman of my age starts to get older I need to supplement um, with plant-based estrogen since my body is uh, slowing down I'm not saying stopping but slowing down on producing high levels of estrogen so I can have a soy burger or a soy product and um, I miss it. <laughs> you can keep the cheeseburgers and the chicken and the ribs and and the french fries and carne asada. You can keep all of that. I, I haven't ate meat in years. Don't want it. I don't want the shrimp, the crab, the lot. I don't want none of it, okay? But what I do want, right? What I do want is some zucchini and some celery <laughs> and some strawberries. <laughs> and um, yeah, just some fruit like that. that that's what I want. And I... Um, be okay and I, I want some some romaine lettuce right yeah so give me some some real Caesar dressing and I'll be okay so after about a week of that and uh, visiting my kids I'll be ready to come back to Africa but as for right now I'm a little homesick that reason so hopefully i'll be making my way back to the states soon and seeing you guys but until then just know i'm missing you <laughs> okay so this is kind of like a catch-up podcast i guess because we're about almost halfway in and we haven't we haven't started any of the material so i'll probably have to do about two hours on this i'll cut and start another one um so let's think this is episode 38 let's take a minute and transition um last podcast episode 37 we were talking about preparation for initiation and we were talking about um 
finding your teacher or picking your teacher, choosing your teacher. And remember I said that in picking your teacher, we're talking about the temple, right? The, the priest, the temple, the organization um, that you are wanting to initiate with understand why you know know what you're getting yourself into and remember now this is the third part part three um and so i'm gonna start making more references to uh spirituality and more references to specifically Vundun. However, I'm not giving up any secrets. I told you guys that before. So I will prepare you um, without giving you any of the sacred knowledge. You got to earn that. You got to earn it. <laughs> and um, I had to earn mine. And you're going to have to earn yours. Um, will I uh, prepare you as much as possible without spoiling it for you? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. But that's about it. I'm not I'm not giving you too much too much more than that. And and the thing I I want you to remember when it comes to that segment, right, of preparation for initiation and, and remember it all, right? Remember it all, but one of the the one of the key things, I'll just say one of the key things that I want you to remember and from that segment is that the reason it's so important is because this is a lifelong commitment. This is a lifelong bond. When you have someone uh, connect you to the other side spiritually and tap in to you that way uh, that person is bonded to you you are bonded to that person why you are bonded to that teacher um, because uh, that person opened up the gate for you right that person opened up the gate for you and they had to be the go-between between you and them I mean you and the other side so if you um, uh, went to your family and your family priest did your far initiation for you great because then they used the power and the pathway through your own family bloodline to do that however most of us in the West don't have that connection most of us are the pioneers in our family, the trailblazers in our family that are reconnecting back to tradition. Most of us are the first in our families to turn away from modern Christian, uh, modern religion, meaning Christianity or, or uh, Islam. Most of us are the pioneers. Most of us are the ones that are changing the traje trajectory, excuse me, for our family. And so because we're doing that, because we are the ones having to rebuild that connection to the divine world, 
because we're the ones having to uh, feed and repair all of the ancestors for all of the centuries that they weren't fed and they weren't taken care of because we are the ones that have to do that there's we need someone to go before us because that bridge is is broken we're here to repair it it's broken and so because it's broken we need a priest who has the bridge intact that can be the go-between between us and them and so because you are connecting yourself to someone else to access the divine you are bonded uh, in a certain way with the priest of the temple that is giving you your fa initiation right and so with with that being said you um, you need to make sure that this is a temple that you can stay connected to This is not just a summer retreat. This is not not just a weekend conference. This is not just a six-week seminar. Do, do you get my drift? This is not just some temporary fly-by-night. I can do it. I don't do it. There's no attachment. There's no strings. Uh, work at your own pace you know we got all these types of ways to learn and do things on the west this is not that okay let me just cut to the shit this is not that this is we are bonded and tied for life right bonded and tied for life and so you have to keep that mindset when picking your temple, your priest, um, and getting initiated. Now, you may say, oh, I got my fa and, and I want to go to another temple. I, I want to come to you, priestess and era. Or, you know, I changed temples and they said it was okay. You can hop around. It's not wise. And when you change priests, you know, there will be spiritual work that needs to be done in order to break and protect you, break certain bonds and protect you, right? And um, that's not necessary if you just choose right the first time. You just stay committed and work through whatever challenges you and your temple are having. Because temples aren't aren't anything different than uh, other uh, forms of, of humans getting together and relating. You know, whether it's a, a nonprofit, whether it's a church, whether it's a corporation, whether you know, there's all these different forms in which humans get together and relate to each other for a common goal. And temple work is no different. You know, we don't have to mystify it. Oh, we're working for the gods. And that means all of our relationships will be well. Or 
you have to kiss my behind because I'm the priest and we're working for the gods. <laughs> no, you know, we're working together to help and save the people's minds, to help bring them back to traditions. And, you know, that uh, is challenging because we're working with other human beings. And so you need to make sure that it's a temple that you can work with for a long time. Remember that when it comes to picking your teacher. Today, we're gonna talk about uh, the second and hopefully the third thing. <laughs> I can put them together. Uh, and the second thing is submitting to the process. And the last one is releasing the fear. Releasing the fear. That's a good one. And submitting to the process right and what do I mean so let's get into the to the material so what do, what do I mean when I say um, submitting to the process right there's a process that you're going through when going to be initiated that you have no idea what it is, right? Because remember the earlier definition we gave in previous episodes, right? It's initiation is when you go from one level or knowledge base or skill set or, or title in life and you move to another phase, right? And so you don't, it's unknown to you. You don't know. You have no idea what you're going into. And so because of that, you will feel uncomfortable. Right? Forgive me, I'm trying to get my notes in a place where I can read them. <laughs> you, you will feel uncomfortable. You'll be pushed out of your comfort zone. And this is natural. This is natural because you have never been to this next level. So you will have to grow, right? You will be asked to do things you may be uncomfortable with doing, right? I'll be specific, you know, for when it comes to doing certain types of spiritual work. Right? A lot of times with spirituality, and I'll speak specifically for Voodoo, but I've seen this um, across other traditional um, um, other traditional um, ethnic groups as well. But when you are embarking, beginning a lot of times it will be called um, in the reading or with the divinity for you to cut your hair yeah I said it a lot of times when you're getting spiritual work done when you're um, changing who you are your energy 
you are um, doing a transformation. It's quite frequent for you to be asked to cut your hair routinely, right? And that is hard for a lot of us. We put a lot of um, of our identity into our hair. We put a lot of our identity into our hair and the way we look. This society that we we live in, it makes us vain and it makes us self-conscious and it puts a lot on the outward, outside appearance. It causes us to have anxiety, anorexia, bulimia. It causes us to overeat. It causes us to to stress and overwork out. It causes us to, to do all kinds of things in the name of the way we look, especially to please other people. And so when you are a spiritual being, who's been activated to walk this spiritual path of enlightenment. It's a character, integrity, um, moral enlightenment to change who we are, to transform our energy Your hair is energy. And so we can't, you know, do these transformations and and get spiritual work done and, and do all of these things and then keep this same old energy on our head. You don't know what type of energy you have up in that head. Some of us haven't cut our hair in years. You didn't had two, three husbands with that hair. You didn't got on drugs, got off drugs, got on drugs, got off drugs, got on drugs again in that hair. <laughs> you didn't slept around half the dudes in your city. You didn't went from the church house to the whole house in that hair. <laughs> Cut that hair off. <laughs> Start anew. Just started new. You'd have been a thief, a robber, a drunk. You'd have been everything in that hair. <laughs> Cut it off. Take it off. Start over, baby. Please, you know, you can't hold on to that energy. Because quite honestly, and I'll just let you in on a little something because I work with these types of things. You don't know what's in that hair. You don't know what has attached itself to you in your dang on head. I said it. Yeah. You don't know what's in that hair. You done been out at the club. You in out at night. You in different areas. You don't know what type of dark energy you around and you didn't pick something up in that hair. You think just because you wash it and got a good deep condition, ain't nothing in it. 
era. So when you go through a transformation, and that's a transformation in general, um, but it's, it also goes for the initiatic process. But when you go through a transformation, a, a spiritual transformation of any uh, kind, you're getting certain types of spiritual work done. Don't be surprised if uh, you may have to cut your hair. Right? And for that, you have to submit to the process. Release your fear. You see how that works? You see why I say submit to the process? Because that's part of the process. You just have to release your will. You can't, <laughs> uh, you can't talk your way out of it. <laughs> you, you can't hustle your way up out of it. You can't negotiate your way up out of it. No, darling. If, all you're going to do is short yourself. All you're going to do is make it to where you don't get the energy that you need. And you don't want that. You don't want to go through this whole initiatic process and then don't get every drop, every ounce, every bit of energetic uh, blessing that you're owed. Especially not because some no don't go hair. It's going to grow back. Most of y'all ain't like me. You know, you, you can just cut it one time and it's fine. You know, but when you become, uh, you know, a priest and you're, you're always working with certain divinities and you're always doing certain type of work and certain scenes, you will always be cutting your hair. And y'all ain't like me, so y'all don't have to worry about that. But those of you who are on the path to be a priest, it's good to know. But just that first time, just that, just to have your your ceremony, your father, gonna take that. The only reason it's so much of a issue to you is is because so much of your identity has been given to you, or you've put so much of your identity and how you look in your hair. The younger you are when you have your ceremony, the easier this is. This becomes a non-issue, right? But the children that are, uh, like my son, for instance, my youngest son, five years old, he had his initiation. Didn't care less about his hair. He's not attached. All right, he knows it grows back. It has grown back already. But the benefit that that little boy has gained, the benefits, ah. Oh. And then to have his hair buried in the land Africa. Power. That's a connection. Most of you don't have your placentas buried. The least you can do is cut your hair and put it in the ground. 
that's another story for a whole nother day. We'll talk about the importance of bearing the placenta, the connection that it gives you to the earth. We'll talk about that another day. But you need to stay connected with your, with the earth. You need to stay connected with the earth. And so, when you're going through that process, submit to it. Okay, I, I don't know why I have to do this. I don't understand fully. But my teacher, who I respect and who I want to imitate and who I trust, has said this is necessary. So I'm going to do it. Have to trust your teacher. You have to respect your teacher. You have to. Because it'll be hard for you to go through the rest of this process. Because there's going to be doubt. There's going to be fear. And it's going to be hard for you to get through it. You know, yeah, I can say persevere. There's more to it that has to happen, right? So cutting your hair is one thing. Where I say submitting to the process is important. Another thing, we're speaking specifically about initiations and spiritual work and things through the voodoo tradition is when we're talking about certain taboos or certain uh, uh, things that you won't be able to do or can't do or have to do. You'll be asked to do certain things. You may not understand it fully. You know, why, you know, do I have to grab the bowl with my left hand? Why do I have to, you know, sleep with the light on? Why? Simple things. Ask questions. Definitely ask questions. But know that some of the questions that you ask will be answered and some of them won't. Sometimes we students think we're entitled our masters our teachers are are entitled to tell us everything we want to know in the time that we want to know it we don't have patience and so ask the questions but understand they may or may not be answered and so you have to trust the process we have to change the way you're thinking change your values and the way you perceive the world this will leave any human being vulnerable. This will have any human being fighting and bucking, right? Because your whole life, you thought the sky was purple. And now that you're on this process, you're realizing the sky is blue. In the beginning, you're gonna rationalize. You're going to reject. You're going to go through all of these things psychologically. 
because you don't want to think that the way you were raised was wrong. That's natural. You don't want to think I was taught wrong. I've been thinking wrong this whole time. You're going to defend what you have believed, but always have a little doubt. Always in every belief. Always have a little doubt. And be open. Okay. Because now you're learning something new, and when you learn something new, you're going to have to reject the old. And you're going to have to trust the process. And that's hard for people. It was hard for me. It's hard for the people in the mentorship program. I work, help people walk and work through that every day. Every day, I'm helping someone walk through that and work through that process. It's psychological. This fight we have is psychological. Because if we don't change our minds, our behaviors won't change, our actions won't change. We'll continue to stay destroyers. We'll continue to stay destroyers. Are you about supporting nature or are you about destroying nature? Are you for life or are you against life? That's what it comes down to. Are you for life? you're against life and most of us have been programmed and trained to go against life so when you go through initiation a lot of us have to change psychologically in our minds and that's hard and you don't know who to trust because you thought you could trust your mama and them they were the ones that raised you and gave you these values the school system the government and now to think you can't trust any of them, even the ones who swear that they love you because they were trained by this evil system themselves and they don't know no better. How do you know which way is up? And you know what I say to people who are like that? And we're gonna get ready to do another episode because we're running, we're running late on time. I say, Feed your ancestors. Build a relationship with your ancestors. Know your ancestors. This is why having an ancestral altar is so important. This is why ancestral veneration is so important. This is why when I start with you in our mentorship program, when I start doing lessons and sessions with you, this is why we, that's where we start with ancestors. That's why we start right there. Because I don't want you going, getting as far as initiation and you having all these questions and you don't know how to get confirmation. Because here's the thing, when you are reprogramming yourself and you're learning and un unlearning and relearning, you don't know who to trust. And that's normal. Can I trust my teacher? How do I know this teacher isn't going to teach me the wrong thing like the past teacher? Right? And this
this is why it's so important to have a relationship with your ancestors, to ask them for confirmation, to ask them to guide you, to give you signs, to reveal themselves in the direction in which you may go in your dreams, to divine and ask questions. This is why a relationship with them is so important because they're working for you, you know. They not gonna steer you wrong. You think Granny gonna steer you wrong? You think Grandpa gonna steer you steer you wrong? You think your auntie, your uncles, your cousins, your great 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 grandma that nothing but love for you? You know how far back in the generation line. It was when they started thinking about you. There's a grandma back, 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 back. That was on the other side, putting thought into creating you and saying, okay, he's next up and this is what he's going with. This is family, right? You think they gonna steer you wrong? No, cause y'all on the same team. You carrying the blood, you quarterbacking right now cause you in life. You the one that's on the team raising the blood. You in this life to try to be better than you was in your last life. So because you're holding the blood, they want you to be the best you can be. You got the, the blood in your veins. You're trying to raise it to a higher quality. They want you to be the best you can be. So they're going to steer you in the right direction. So when you have a relationship with them and you're uncertain on where to go, what to do, who to trust, what to ask them. But you can only do this if you've been feeding them and they're activated in your life. This is why we start there. Okay, we're going to pick up. <laughs> uh, I got on a tangent, y'all. I'm sorry, honeys. Um... We're going to start, I'm going to do another podcast, uh, episode 39, I guess. And we're going to finish with submit to the process and fear. If you have any questions on this podcast, of anything I said, uh, repatriation, the, the, the retreat, um, anything about initiation, um, Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. Other than that, stay tuned for the next episode. Be well. To schedule a spiritual reading, life coaching session, or to order herbs and tonics, please visit our website, divinefeminine.net. If you are in search of a spiritual guide and or mentor, or if you just want to join our Divine Feminine Network, email me at divinefemininepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Divine Feminine Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and join in on the conversation on social media. Find us on all social media outlets at Hanera Abunu.